0: Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and
1: chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. Welcome back to the Racing in Sports Punter's Pod. You're with Jimmy Buckley on this Friday, February the 3rd. Just two days out from what promises to be a thrilling big bash conclusion when the indomitable Perth Scorchers host the Brisbane Heat. We're also on the verge of a fascinating test series in the subcontinent between India and Australia, while later this month New Zealand hosts the Brandon McCullum coached England in an intriguing two-test series which we'll touch on a little bit later Speaking of Indomitable, joining me in the studio, a man who is president of an exclusive Test Cricket Club whose members also include Alistair Cook, Raul Dravid, Sunil Gavaskar, David Hooks, Desmond Haynes, Dean Jones, Albie Morkel and Mark Taylor, the great Ken Rutherford. Welcome, mate.
0: I'm not going to ask you what uh, group uh, I'm a part of there, James. I, I'm pretty sure I've got more ducks than most of them, <laughs> so it can't be that one. Uh, please tell. The One Test Wicket
1: Club. Oh. Really? How's that for a set of names?
0: Elby yeah, Walker cool. didn't he play
1: one test, Elby, did he? Because he yeah. was a good bowler. Yeah, I think he, he's in the uh, I think the John Hastings, Clint Mackay category. Right. A couple of those fringe bowlers that, that got their chance, but never quite. Went on with it So you might have to go through those names again I heard Mark Taylor Mark Taylor definitely Alistair Cook Raul Dravid Right The last of the great test batsmen yes. Sunil Gavaskar. Well
0: he did bowl a little medium pace from memory uh, Snagged Sonny, a wicket Yeah He bowled a little bit of one day cricket I think Sunil Gavaskar. Oh just there you occasionally.
1: go There yeah. you go Desmond Haynes mm-hmm. David Hooks Dean Jones Well Dino
0: bowled reasonable reasonable spin, didn't he? he He bowled a bit for Victoria from memory yeah. So he probably got a few first class
1: wickets. And then yeah Mark Taylor Gee, who was the unlucky batsman there, I wonder huh? <laughs> And you you yourself, Ken, you managed to snaffle one Yeah, that was 1985,
0: uh, that very memorable tour for me Back in the in the day, in the West Indies, uh, James, my second test um, We'd had a long, long day in the field and border uh, Georgetown, Guyana I think we batted first and got 500 odd and and the West Indies got 500 odd as well. I remember Crow got 188 and Richie Richardson got 188 as well when they batted. And I remember you and Chatfield were a long, long spell on the second session of my, maybe the fourth or perhaps even the fifth day. And Jeff Howard, our captain, said, look, Rudskin get us through the tea? Just bowl a few overs. And I said, with well, pleasure, sir. And uh, <laughs> so he said, whatever well, you do to Larry Gomes, the left-hander, the number three batsman for the West Indies. So, I mean, they had the Greenwich Haynes Gomes. Viv Richards, Richardson, Logie—that was your top six. Whatever well, you do to Larry Games, uh, Ken, don't bowl on leg stump. He's very, very strong on leg stump. Just so you'll clip you through wicket every day of the week. So about the fourth or fifth ball of the over, I bowl with a nice juicy knee-high full <laughs> toss on leg stump. He hit straight them into wicket. John Bracewell <laughs> took the catch, and Rudd set his first Test wicket. Oh, unbelievable. And my enduring memory is you and Chatfield, who was stationed down at Fine League, having bowled 12 overs on the trot in 35 degrees heat and 100% humidity. Kicking his his uh, his white floppy hat on the ground <laughs> in a circle, going ifing runs. What the hell <laughs> sort of what was that? It was very very funny, but I can still remember it. That. that stage of my test cricket career, having played my second test, I had more wickets than runs. So there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. There you go, and one and done. Did you get many uh, many spells after that? Uh, I got a few. I
0: remember. It's funny what you remember. We played uh, you guys Australia nineteen ninety. The base reserve one off test match and. I had Steve Ward Dead plumb i tell you <laughs> what He was plumb ass But I was the only one Who appealed but, oh. And Ian Smith Our keeper never appealed Said Stockley What the hell Oh, well, that was plumb And uh, But it wasn't really I think it was going down <laughs> Left by, by our foot It's amazing What you think as a bowler When you're appealing But uh, No I didn't get to bowl Too many times I, d- I bowled it in first class group yeah, uh, yeah I bowled a few In the one day internationals But she was hard work for a bowler, but it's even more hard work now It'll be hard, it'll be hard to work for the guys on, on Saturday night, won't it? And the, and the yeah. Big Bash final at Perth It'll be a flat track there in a very hot day
1: Yeah, now that's that's interesting The Perth Scorchers, who just have a phenomenal record in this competition And the Brisbane Heat, who mm. upset the Sixers at the SCG last night And to be fair, they won that quite comfortably, Ken
0: Yeah, I'm a, I am ai can be a sadistic, cynical man at times, James And I watched that game in total last night I mean, oh. It was hard work uh, the pitch didn't really play up to expectations, did it? Uh, low scoring. Amazingly, to, to say this, amazing to say this, but if the Sixers had got another you know, twelve or fifteen runs, they probably would have won that game. It was just that one over late in the piece from Michael Nissey had four boundaries in a row uh, and one over, and really just tilted the balance uh, firmly the Heat's way. Up until then, it was very much 50 I, I the most I enjoyed really was listening to the commentary of Mark War, who who gave the uh, statistical engine win viz the absolute uh, shameful comments I mean it was like 91% win-vis and fair income. I think the bookies had $1.87 the pair so <laughs> I don't know where the technology goes there but it was a it was a good game to watch actually there was always something happening and it was one of those games where every run counted and you could just sense it that uh, slight misfield, you know, run out chance, half chances, they all really really mattered last night and uh, Look, the heat got home at about two to one odds, and, and good on them. They've finished the season really strongly.
1: Yeah, you almost prefer those sometimes—those cagey affairs rather than the, the absolute run fest. Well, the
0: hitathons just get a bit boring, don't they? When yeah. one ninety plays one ninety or two hundred plays two hundred, it's uh, yeah, it's just all smash and whack, isn't it? Uh, last night there was a bit more, yeah, there's a little bit more, uh, you know, sageness to the captaincy and things like that, which is good to watch.
1: Now, the Scorchers, $1.36 favourites, no surprises there. The Brisbane Heat, $3.15 to go cross-country and knock off Perth. They've been here and done it so many times before Perth. Kenya, you were just telling me off-air, Ruds, you were trying to make a case for the Heat to win this game, but, but it seems like pretty hard work. Yeah, It is, and, and the fact that the Scorchers had the extra couple
0: of days off, the Heat will travel uh, across country today. Arriving in a very hot uh, temperature, there's 50,000, I think it's all, all sold out on, on Saturday night, 50,000 WA supporters in, in Orange, uh, they'll make sure it's a intimidating atmosphere for the Queenslanders. Uh, I guess one thing, look, they've got a couple of things going for them, the heat. One is that the pitch conditions are fairly similar to the Gabba, aren't they? It's not like they're coming from Sydney or mm. Melbourne or Adelaide, they're used to playing on a pitch in the Gabba, which is which is quite similar, quick and bouncy. Um but the, the obvious statistic when you look at the Heat's season, there are a couple of ones. One is they start the season very, very slowly, and they only really gain momentum when they had Kawaja, Shane and, and Renshaw in the side after the Test match series was completed against South Africa. So the form change, as you'd expect, with uh, that quality of uh, input. Now they're back to Heslitt and Brown and McSweeney and Hayne and Pearson and Bryant, Nisa, Basley... Bartlett, Johnson and Kuneman. So that will be the 11 I don't think they'll change their 11 for, for Saturday night's games. So it's going to be a big ask But we do know that in T20 cricket James It only takes one or two partnerships Sometimes yeah. uh, Two guys get going Smashed everywhere Get 100 off 70 balls Game changes One spell of with the ball New ball Spencer Johnson's been impressive The big left arm for, for the heat If he gets going Gets wickets early on who knows? Things can can really change, and uh, so don't give up if you're a Brisbane Heat supporter.
1: Yeah, and I think Kuhnemann bowled quite well last night too. Conditions to suit. But he did well, well. Yeah, so very interesting. Have you had the pleasure of uh, of visiting Optus Stadium yet, Rudd? I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, I'd love
0: to go there. Um It's one of the one of the grounds I'd really enjoy going. I'd, I'd also love to go to Itihad for a for an All Black test, maybe. You know, something yeah. like that. It was a bit close and. You can feel the, the tackles, but no, looks a really nice ground, and uh, everyone says the atmosphere in the four houses. Is, is just terrific.
1: Yeah, brilliant place. Fantastic sporting venue. So from a punting perspective then, Rudds, have you found anything?
0: Look, thirty six is too short for mine. I think the Scorchers will win. Um, it's you look at the it, head-to-heads between these two teams, Scorchers have won eight. The Heat have won four times. I can only find one win in Perth, which probably was the old Wacker, actually, back in the day. Uh, of the heat over there. Look, Joy Richardson's not playing. It's that's disappointing for the Scorchers. He's, he's a really good player. That guy can bowl. I don't think their eleven will change too much from their big win against the Sixers in the main semi-final the other night. The, the conversation is around who who uh, replaces Lance Morris, who's in India, with the Test side, Hatsokoglu or Matt Kelly. They'll probably go for Kelly. They've got a spinner, uh, Connolly. Cooper Connolly can bowl a few left armers. I'd actually go for Hatsikoglu. I particularly. In those first five or six overs, bowling to the likes of Brown, at McSweeney, particularly Brown, actually. I think uh, he's susceptible against good-quality legspin bowling, so I'll potentially have a go with the leggy, but I don't think they will. I think they'll play Mac Kelly. I- I'm fairly keen to go to a couple of the more exotic markets just to try and find some value for our punters, James. Aaron Hardy's an all-rounder of real note. He'll bat in the top four for the Scorchers. He'll bowl his four overs. I oh, see he's favoured in the man of the match market $8 uh, I'm prepared to take a punt on that he's in good form bowling well batting well I can see Hardy being a major player in the big game the big final I'm also going to take a chance on the two left arm quicks for both sides Jason Berendorf at $17 man of the match he can get wickets up front I think his left hander he, he can nick off Brown he puts his, his left foot right across an off stump falls over his front foot big candidate to the big left arm of bowling swinging into the, to the to Brown. Bit of a slogger. Look, he could get going, and if he does, I mean it's worth watching, but I think he is very susceptible to the new ball. That's why Berendorf at seventeen dollars man that the match is a chance and three seventy five are his odds, James, to be the leading Perth strikers wicket taker. Three seventy-five. Big Jason Berendorf. I've already mentioned Spencer Johnson. What he's done in the latter part of this BBO has been really good to watch. He hasn't always got the wickets which his bowling has deserved, to be quite fair, but at $5, I thought that was good money to be the leading Brisbane Heat wicket-taker on on the evening.
1: A couple of good ones there, Rudd. So uh, Aaron Hardy, man of the match, at $8. Jason Berendorf, potentially man of the match, too, at $17. Or at least leading wicket-taker for the Perth Scorchers, paying $3.75. And Spencer Johnson at $5 to be the Brisbane Heat's Leading wicket taker Jason Barendorf, What a fantastic career Tuggeranong Junior right? Is that right I didn't know that Yeah
0: He's one of those guys he, he doesn't really Give the impression Of being your typical Professional cricketer He, he just looks like A clubby going down To have a, a Bit of a role But gee he, he, he bowls nicely Those first overs They're challenging To to the opening batsman For the opposition So yeah, he's a chance. I thought he bowled really well the other night against the Sydney Sixers, So let's see if he can keep that form going. Your thoughts on the competition as a whole, James? Uh, I've really enjoyed it this this season, um, and maybe it's on the back of the Test series finishing when it did. So you had your best players playing the important last few rounds of it, and, and obviously Stephen Smith, the form that he was in, has kind of captured everyone's imagination. I, I felt in previous years it's been a bit of a drag. It's been like a you know a never-ending car rally or something trying to get to the to the finish and all the cars are breaking down but this season I, I think we're going to, I think everyone's looking forward to the final with anticipation whereas last season was like breathing a sigh of relief.
1: It seems to have resurged a little I think as a competition, I, I kind of almost like the fact that, that the test cricket has come in for three or four games, it, it just injects a bit of a heartbeat to the competition in the latter stages like you say when it probably needs something like that. And then you can ride off those coattails all the way through to the final. So it's been a good season for the Big Bash. I think it's been a, a very good season. They've probably got it right now, I would have thought, for length of competition. Mm. Uh, so I quite like that. And there's been a few new faces that have impressed as well, which always kind of helps out as well. So Yeah, well, given
0: Australia's performance in the T20 World Cup, there's a lot of thought and conjecture around that. Um, there's a few. There are new faces on the scene. Uh, Spencer Johnson would be one of them, I'd imagine, from the heat, who would be looked at as being a future Australian player in the shortest version of the game. Uh, No, it's been good. It's been a a really enjoyable series to watch.
1: Absolutely, and uh, we certainly look forward to that final... uh, Like you say, the Perth Scorchers look very hard to beat, but stranger things have happened. Now, speaking of those Test players, uh, they are over in the subcontinent right now, preparing... For a huge test series against India Clearly Pat Cummins is biggest challenge I would have thought so far As captain And just a couple of select players that are going over there I'll focus on the spin bowlers here Ashton Agar in the mix there Nathan Lyon obviously Mitchell Swepson And Todd Murphy mm. Makes his way over there Which opens up the possibility ruds of Australia playing two off spinners In a test for the first time I think since the late 1980s
0: I was going to say Peter Taylor and Greg Matthews, would that be right? Tim
1: May. Tim May. I think you'll find. Think
0: that's my next choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's an unusual situation, isn't it? Like, I don't know much about Todd Murphy. Um, yeah. I think there's someone in the office here who knows a bit more about Todd Murphy than we do, James. Maybe we'll get him <laughs> in next time. But um, it's, it's going to be intriguing. It always is intriguing when Australia goes to India. There's so many different parts in play, and we know there's, there's a bit of history here. And at times, been a lot of antagonism actually on the field when these two sides have have met. I looked at some of the stats of Australian sides playing in India. You haven't won a series here since two thousand and four, two thousand and five. The men in series actually Damien Martin. I went back and looked at the series that he had. Gee, he had a great series. I mean, he saved you on a couple of occasions from defeat, and and you won the series two one in the end. Um, but he was very, really, very important. Played a lot of time, faced a lot of balls. And that's the blueprint of playing well as a batsman in, in India. You need to take a lot of time, you need to face a lot of balls. It's attritional cricket and it's, it's, it's whether or not your players can make that kind of change from playing on these hard and fast pitches over here to playing on pitches that might start to crumble on day three. Um, I think you will and I think Stephen Smith is in such good form that I think he'll lead the way.
1: This is, I think, probably the most intriguing side of it for me is seeing how Stephen Smith, if you can translate that form over to the subcontinental pitches, how the likes of Marnus Labuschagne and even David Warner, I mean, this will be his last test series in India, uh, how he might go. Usman Khawaja, he's had a, a fairly evergreen back end to his test career now that he's back into the side uh, in his twilight, yeah. but very much playing well, and I suspect they're going to lean on him. For his runs too I don't think that Todd Murphy will get a game I mean we'll see how that goes mm. uh, I think he's only played Seven first class matches Or something yeah. like that Yeah But you never know It is fascinating But like you say It's, it's almost the impossible challenge To go there and win and, and India I mean they just Keep replenishing that side With an endless stream Of yeah. incredible batsmen Yeah I look
0: at the squad That have picked And it's not so much Who they have picked It's who they've left out They've left out some great players But it's going to be fascinating to me to see the approach of your top five batting against the locks of Ashwin and I see Jadeja's under some sort of injury cloud, so I'm going to play the first test against Nagpur next Thursday, but uh, they'll have another spinner or two lined up, you can guarantee that. Um, whether your top five, and we've seen Kawaja play in particular, let's focus on him for a moment, he, he loves to play, he plays spin bowling really, really well, but he, he's he's quite unorthodox or, or maybe he's become orthodox in the way that everyone plays these days with the fancy reverse sweeps and you know using the spin of the ball and paddling the ball to 360 degrees of of the ground whether he'll feel confident enough and I'm sure he will to have the same impact play the same way in Indian conditions we have to wait and see and uh, I think this is where coaching comes into it um Andrew McDowell their coach the coaches these days get might a pretty easy ride though it's just on autopilot quite frankly but I think it's a big part of the, for the coaching team now to give these guys a the confidence to go there and play the way they play because this going to be the best chance to succeed. One of the same, he likes to play little paddles against the spinners. Smith's probably more orthodox than most in terms of the way he plays. He tends to like to use his feet and play in a more mm-hmm. conventional way. We've seen Labuschagne also play rather unconventionally at times against spin bowling. Cameron Green's his first real big challenge in those kinds of environments. So there's, there's a number of really intriguing aspects to this, to this series. The Indian batting as, you, as you, you hinted it before, James It's a, a plethora of resources who, Or high quality I mean, there's some talented players Coley, Warringley for Australia they starting to hit some real form I guess in bowling, looking at the bowling quickly uh, The big bonus for Australia is there's no Boomerah Because if they had Boomerah uh, That's a whole different scenario I mean, they've still got Siraj and Shami And uh, I think Yadav's still there uh, They've still got some really talented quick bowlers in there But Boomerang's different class
1: Yeah, absolutely Now India dollar $1.92 And very heavily favoured to win that first test Starting next week Australia $3.40 And the draw $4 I know Australia struggles to win series over there But they have in the past gone over and started with a bang Yeah, uh, they have What do you make of this from a punting perspective, Rudd?
0: Well, I've looked at the whole the series and just gone for a couple of players who I think will do well I think Steve Smith will do well i, I if I'm looking at a series winner, um, the price is the sixty India, $5 a drawn series, $4 Australia. I, I, I've made the view, I've, I've obtained the view, James, and you won't agree, as an Australian you shouldn't agree, that Australia will do more batting than India will. And I think India will dominate the series and uh, may only bat once in a couple of test matches. So if that's the case, the likes of Steve Smith will do more batting than, say, Coley will. And if is that is the case, then in the India Australia combined market for most runs, Steve Spiss should score more runs than Virat Kohli. So it's six dollars and seventy five cents to get the most runs of anyone else in the whole series. I reckon that's not a bad value. Now, using the same theory, Indian the Indian bowlers will bowl more overs than the Australian bowlers at the opposition batsmen. So in the combined India Australia market for top bowler most wickets, Ashwin's at three seventy five. I think that's money for Jam quite frankly I think he'll bowl well, we know you will bowl a lot of overs he, he could even take the second new ball He might even take the first new ball In, in, in the second innings of games he, he bowls very well with the new ball Bowls a beautiful arm, ball, sliders Bowls a toppy which with the hardness of the ball Bounces awkwardly for a batsman And of course he can still give a rip With his more traditional off So I think 375 But him being the highest wicket taker For the whole series Is really, really good value
1: now, I like the look of that. So, Rudd's like Steve Smith as the most runs in this Australia and India series, paying $6.75. And Ravi Ashwin, leading wicket-taker in the series at $3.75. Cannot argue with that logic, Rudds. It's
0: going to be thoroughly enjoyable. I mean, four yeah. test matches, bang, 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 bang. And the time of day here in Australia is perfect for us, isn't it? We yeah. can we can finish work just a little bit early. Don't tell the bosses. <laughs> head down somewhere, have a quiet ale, and uh, watch the first two sessions. Get home late for dinner, and then watch the third session and fall asleep. And you know, as the last hour
1: about to start, I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect time slot, and it'll actually be competitive cricket too, which uh, you know we, we certainly weren't really blessed with over this summer, unfortunately, in Australia. Very much looking forward to it. And later in the month, yes, New Zealand are hosting. England's side, coached by one of their own, Brendan McCullum, it's a two test series. Uh, this is going to be a, a huge test for New Zealand to see where they're at. Well, it is. Uh, New Zealand's performances, if you really break them down the last
0: sort of 18 to 24 months, have been ordinary, uh, indifferent. Um, this is a chance for them to, to, to find their mojo again, to refind it. Uh, England, we know how their star has risen once again the last uh, nine months Can you believe it's only been about nine months last April Since um, Brendan and, and Ben Stokes were at, Have become the helm of, of English cricket Have worked themselves to the helm of English cricket So of course Stokes was born in Christchurch So there's, there's the, the coach and the captain Who are both born in New Zealand, New Zealand And Brendan's still very much a Kiwi So first test match in Mount Monganui, It's a day-night test match Pink ball test match Very flat wicket there normally See what the weather forecast is You would almost go for the draw there Quite frankly as a punter uh, Could be a long, long five days there The pitch can be very bland But I see New Zealand have got Kyle Jamison back The big, tall, blonde, quick bowler uh, Who can bat pretty well too So that adds a bit of balance to their side um, Bolt's not there uh, Bolt made the decision to play franchise cricket of course So he's The selector's decided that he won't have played enough Longer form of the game recently To bowl in a test match So that's of interest um, but more questions to be answered by New Zealand than England to ask of themselves I think yeah, I think England are the favourites around even money to win the series And I think that's probably about right
1: Yeah and uh, j- just one point you made there The fact that this first Test match may be a bit of a long slog You can get $4 about the draw Which is probably worth a little throw at the stumps Yeah
0: it? it is and you always trade your way out of that can't you um, yeah. During the course of a game depending on how it's going but yeah, the Mount can be quite a... I remember England played a test match there. This is how, it's how bland the wicket is. Um, Mitchell Santner got 100. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that, should I? But I will. Most overrated cricketer. No, um, Mitchell got 100. And uh, BJ Watling, who's a very good cricketer, got 200. It's, but he batted for a long, long, long time. It, it wasn't riveting viewing. I think I turned on to reruns of uh, Young and the Restless halfway through this, the third day. But yeah. Um, it can get a bit flat there at, at the mount. A beautiful ground, of course, in a great part of the world, but uh, the pitch there is not quite as quick and bouncy as some over here.
1: That it will be one to watch with interest. i take it Baz will get a, a fairly warm reception.
0: Yeah, he will. That, that's, that's the beauty of Baz, really, isn't it? I mean, anyone else would probably be, uh, you know, like Eddie Jones coaching England and last winter coming over here and being haggled and heckled at the ECG. I remember <laughs> during and after a game and now he's the messiah yeah. um, but Brendan, no, Brendan's well loved and well respected in New Zealand by everyone there and I think everyone understands the economics around his decision to to go and coach England, there's no doubt about that so interestingly his son played in an under-19 tournament for Northern Districts just before Christmas, did okay uh, Riley McCullum, he's apparently a very talented cricketer and He's darn good uh, rubber union as well, so a name to to look out for.
1: Yeah, fairly athletic family from what I can tell.
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Nathan, of course, the brother played. Very good soccer player, uh, Nathan. And their old man, Stewie, I played a lot of cricket with. who so was uh, very good on and off the field.
1: <laughs> Rightio, now grab a pen from the top. We'll start with the Big Bash final this Sunday. Rudd likes Aaron Hardy. At $8 to be the man of the match, he also thinks Jason Berendorf at $17 is worth something to finish as man of the match. Berendorf, leading wicket-taker for the Scorchers, is paying $3.75. And Spencer Johnson is paying $5 to be the leading wicket-taker for the Heat. And then next week, the first test between Australia and India in the subcontinent. Rudds likes Steve Smith at $6.75 to score the most runs during that four-test series. And he likes Ravi Ashwin at $3.75 to be the leading wicket-taker, the Indian spin bowler. Thank you very much, Rudds. We'll probably return to the round ball next week. How's the weekend looking for you, anyway? Yeah,
0: looking forward to all the sport that's on. Uh, Breakers playing tomorrow night as well. They've got to win their game to make sure they get in the top two from the NBL. Those players start very shortly. It's been really good viewing quite frankly and first thing tomorrow morning 7 o'clock I'll be up bacon and eggs 7 o'clock Chelsea versus Fulham West London derby yeah. see Chelsea at around $1. sixty-two. Oh, I thought it must be value around Fulham in the draw maybe at 2.30ish uh, Fulham of course bet Chelsea at Craven Cottage not so long back a couple of weeks ago 2-1 Chelsea's still getting their resources together the big news this weekend Fernandes going to Stamford Bridge 105 million euros what an amount of money. Just a, the deal only done the last stages of, of the, the transfer window finishing on the 31st of January. So Chelsea are just spending and spending and spending.
1: I'd like to look at the financial fair play laws once again and see where they land with all of that. But that's a topic of discussion for another day. Well done to young NJ to get his big move and I'm glad Benfica get a fair clip out of that as well. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, happy punting.